Blog Talk. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. I'm Aiku Sahara, show producer, and we have an exciting show. Later on, we'll be talking to Garden State German Shepherd Rescue, and uh, we'll see what Thunder has to say. And um, call in to 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Join us in our chat room on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Laura. Hey there. How's it going? Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great day today, a great week. Yeah, I've had like a crazy busy week, but I was at school last weekend, so, you know. Oh, you were? Just trying to catch up. Yeah, I was in in Summerlin for the weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. Pretty Um, crazy. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that you were at the bunny thing. What is that bunny oh, thing? Oh, my gosh. The bunny festival. This bunny festival is really one of the most amazing events I do all year. It's like, you know, bunnies in general, I think, really get the, the a short end of the stick with, with their lives usually. I mean, they're like kept in small hutches that are like cages that their nails kind of grow up against and... But this bunny festival, it's like the very best bunny owners come to this. And it it is just, it blows me away because there are hundreds of rabbits. And they, like, people are, like, carrying them. They're, like, the really big giant ones. And then they're, like, little teeny tiny ones. And they're all on harnesses. And they're running around on harnesses. And little kids are holding them and, like, these like Harley guys came and they had like tattoos all over and they had their rabbits. It's just like, (laughs) it is the coolest thing ever. I swear. (laughs) And Bean, I'm kicking myself. I didn't get any pictures of Bean there, but Bean like loves it. She just like has a blast. I bring her X-Pen and she didn't take pictures. No, I don't know why I didn't take pictures of her because when I have her out, I'm like busy. I'm like talking to one bunny after the other Mm -hmm. while I'm there. I should have taken pictures. I could have. But then I'm carrying her, and she's actually quite heavy. She's actually a pretty big bunny. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'm going to, like, focus on carrying her and not letting her go, you know. But she's – we picked out, like, every year she gets a basket. I actually mm-hmm. got two this year because she, she chewed the one up fairly quickly. And mm-hmm. she gets, like, a toy. And, and mm-hmm. we go, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, she's just so in awe of the place. Are all, there, all you the know, bunnies. those like the super giant bunnies, are they, do they have like a, what species yeah. are they? I don't know what they are. I don't really know my bunny breeds, but yeah. she, this, I saw some of the super giant ones. They were pretty big and there's two of them at buns that need homes. So if anyone's out there who wants to do a bunny rescue, there are these two, I guess they're hard to find homes for. You would think people would really want them. Yeah. Aren't they like, they're like Bigger than, are they, like, bigger than cats? Yeah, like, they were, I mean, I wouldn't say they were Lucas-sized, but maybe they were Lucas-sized. I mean, they're pretty big. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty big. I would, Why I mean, are Lucas, they so big? <laughs> that's just, like, their breed. That's really weird. I know. And then there are some that are, like, teeny tiny, like the size of my hand. Oh my gosh. I know. But really, oh Buns, if you're ever looking for a bunny, you should mm-hmm. go to Buns in Santa Barbara and get your bunny there because they really know their stuff. That's so cool. Let's ask uh, Bean what. Uh, oh, okay. What she thought yeah. of Bunny Festival? Yeah. Okay. Beanie. I loved it. <laughs> she says, I don't want a friend, but it's nice to see that other bunnies do. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, well, maybe Bean, maybe we'll get you a friend. And she was like, no. 
<laughs> she doesn't want a friend. She likes no, her she, place all to herself. Yeah, I was surprised because I, you know, this whole time I've been thinking, oh my god, I'm like being such a bad animal mom that like I'm not pairing her up to a bunny because they do this whole bunny dating. It's like a big deal. You do bunny dating and you go to these special gardens and you meet these different bunnies and <laughs> yeah, and and I thought, oh gosh, I'm being so terrible. I'm not doing that for Bean, but. <laughs> No, she didn't want it. And then she says, she says uh, to me, uh, "Oh, mom, you're like the only person that can talk to bunnies." Because <laughs> she just thought like every animal mom talks to bunnies. And I said, "Well, I'm not the only one, but I am. You know, I'm. I'm not. I've got a little bit rare." And she, right. and she's like, "Wow." She That's goes, Mom, so cool. I think all those people are going to do what their bunnies say. <laughs> That's so <laughs> I, cool. I hope so, because they asked for all types of things. Parsley yeah. was a big one. They all wanted parsley. Wow. So that's uh, Buns is the uh, organization that puts that together? Yeah, and I believe their website is B-U-N-N-S-S-B.org. But you can just Google Buns in Santa Barbara. That's cool. Yeah, so check out Buns in Santa Barbara, everyone. Um, so I've been dealing, I had a um, a dog guest at our house. Oh, our right. Moses came by, and we've been dog-sitting him for the last um, week and a half or so. He's here for two weeks. And now we've gotten noise complaints from no. each side of my neighbors that he barks too oh. much. Oh, no. Yeah. And- and so maybe you should leave them inside when you're not home. Oh no, they complain that they're it's when they're inside as well. Oh they my can gosh, hear it. You can kidding. hear them. No, you can hear them. So do you want to talk to him and tell him to shush up? Well, now we've moved him back to his house. So him and Ripley are over at the house, and we just have to go over there constantly to like walk them and hang out with them and. <laughs> So so you're leaving him and Ripley there all day? Yeah, they're at the other house. Oh, well, that works, right? I mean, Yeah, so, no, it works. It totally works. But what about works. nighttime and stuff? Are they there at night, too? Yeah, they, they're just in their house, the other house, our friend's so house. So are you going and sleeping there at night? No, they sleep on their own, but we just go over there before bedtime and, like... That's weird, know. I... <laughs> We have no choice because we don't want to, we can't bring Moses here. Well, last night they actually stayed here and they were really good. Yeah, why but don't then, you do that? Why don't they stay with you at nighttime when when you you and John are home? Because they still bark at night. What are you talking about? They're still barking at night when you and John are home? Yes, they bark at stuff. Like, they bark at whatever the sounds are outside and there's a lot of sounds in our, in our neighborhood and so they bark at all the sounds and well it's not just one like Moses will bark and then that leads Ripley to bark you know so oh they're all barking oh my gosh no I can't even believe it that you moved Ripley over there too well, you didn't <laughs> want Moses to be alone that's so funny <laughs> And so they've been hanging out together at their own place. Wait, and then don't we just you think that's there. dangerous, I? Because obviously they're teaching each other bad behavior. Well, I don't know. Well, that's what I should talk to you about because, <laughs> well, John well, thinks it's good. He thinks Ripley's acting better because Moses is actually more, he's grown up. So he's a little more, you know, not puppy-like. But this barking Kids, thing. Why don't you teach them just not to bark when you're when you're home? Like, can you get like a maybe you should get like a white noise machine or something or like a white noise so that they can't hear the sounds outside. Yeah, I tried, I I put the TV on when we're home. I keep on the cooking channel. And they're still barking through that. Yes, yes. That we get complaints. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if the best thing was to get rid of them all together. Well, we're just, it's only for a few more days. Their owners are coming back soon, so. Wow. Well, okay, so owner. what do you want to do? Do you want to talk to Ripley about what she thinks of all this? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could ask her. I mean, I'm not really concerned about what she thinks because it's going <laughs> to end in a couple of days. Right. 
All right, well, if you're so, not concerned. I'm not that concerned, but, like, what would you, I mean, so you suggested, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have this problem. So as far as the training thing goes, like, what kind of things would you recommend for people who have problems like this? Well, you want to teach them to be quiet. And mm-hmm. so um, so when they bark, tell them to quiet and then praise them when they are quiet. I mean, I mean it kind of, you have to be repetitive and you have to be right on them. Like with Luca, I have to go, ah, like that when he starts to bark. But then I have to sit him down and, like, I mean, it's a process, especially when they're younger, but, like, really sit them down and say, that's normal noises. You have got to start to learn mm-hmm. what's normal outside. And so Luca and I have lots of conversations on, like, that is just somebody walking by. That's a normal noise, and you have to think with your brain. Like, use your brain, mm-hmm. I always say to him. Use your brain. Luca, use right. your brain. And it gets them to bark a little bit less when you really put it back on, like, what are you barking at? You're not supposed to be so reactive. You have to be smart with the way you're barking. Like, they think that they're being this great protective dog, but they're actually not. And so to sit them down and say, no, this barking is actually really inappropriate. Yeah. And, like, what are you barking at? Do you know what it is? Like, your number one first job is to to listen and to lick and yawn and blink your eyes and to do your calming signals and start to figure out what exactly is that noise and then start to realize what's normal and what isn't. And then you'll know when it's it's okay to bark. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of those conversations. Yeah. Because Luca, he gets just gets reactive too, and he just starts mm-hmm. barking crazy. But you gotta stop him. Like Stormy, when he was a big barker when he was little, you know, I had trained him to come to me. After mm-hmm. two barks, he had to come to me. Right. And then he would stay with me and be like soothed. And um, so even now to this day, he barks and then runs to me. Mm. You know. So I'm just so not used to this barking because Ventura never barked. Yeah. Yeah. But you do want to tell her to, like, really teach her to be quiet. The problem with just sending her over to the other house is if she, they're doing it there, mm-hmm. then it's, like, reinforcing the bad behavior because no one's there to stop it, and then they're feeding right. off of each other. So mm-hmm. they're they're thinking that that's the right pack behavior. Right, right. Well, hopefully we can teach her when she comes back. I mean, we've been I've been teaching her since you came over that one time. And did that thing and what you're talking about. And I've been trying to do it. She still barks in my face, but. Oh, right, because she barks like that, yeah. I mean, then you could really, like, if you want to get into training, you could actually put a halty on her, which Mm -hmm. is, it's like a gentle leader. It's a head collar, and you can actually close their mouth. And when Mm -hmm. she does that barking, Nadia, you actually close her mouth and tell her to be quiet. Oh, okay. you know, and then let it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hate that there, but if, if you know, you can keep her right by you and it's just like a total training. Like I don't think that's thing. the best thing to do with that dog if he's not staying there for good with you, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just he's, you know, he's really well behaved. It's just he has a barking issue. With Ripley, she's not well behaved. Yeah, and that's a really she has a big, barking issue. Yeah, it's a really big deal that you couldn't keep them in your own house, I think. Like, when, yeah. when you're home. Like, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The only way to keep them in our house is if we sleep with them in the living room. No, and that's uh, good either. But what exactly. if they went in crates? Can you put the dogs in crates? Like, Luca barks a lot less if he's in his crate. Oh, yeah, no, like, yeah, Ripley's fine if she's in her crate, but, um, but you know, it's someone else's dog, so I don't have their crate. And all oh, stuff, do they have a crate? I don't know. i got to ask them. I mean, that's I something I would just be like, your dog yeah. is in the crate, period. <laughs> like, yeah, keep them quiet, because that might actually settle them, because it's not good for them to be so on edge either. Like, it's better for their yeah. well-being for them to be quiet. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Um, sh- we should take a phone call. Um, okay. We got Tora from San Diego. Tora? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Tora. Hi. So I have um, Toby, and there's this other dog. Um, I'm glad I forgot his name. <laughs> Bullet. And so I just moved into my boyfriend's house, and they are, um, I guess, Toby's territorial over my stuff to some degree, and I need him to knock it off. 
the other dog's older, and they got into a fight, and Toby got hurt. I mean, not horribly, so, but he still got so, hurt. And okay, so Toby's your dog, and Bullet yeah. is your boyfriend's dog? Yes. And what does Toby look like? Toby is a schnauzer, a shih tzu mix. He's, okay, he's and like Bullet black. and Bullet looks like what? He is a shepherd. He's like a shepherd pit mix. Okay, and so Bullet is older than Toby, and Toby yes. is protective over your stuff. And, yeah. And Bullet went near your stuff, and Toby attacked Bullet? Yeah, because he's... He just walked, Bullet just walked by my shoes. I think Toby thinks it's his job to protect my stuff, but what I really want his job to be is to be more, like, friendly towards people, like 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 how I am, I guess. Like, even though I get nervous or whatever towards people, like, I really want him, I, I also, I'm, I'm friendly. So, so that's, two diff- to... that's two different issues, though. So that's not the fighting with, the, with Bullet. That's also with something with people? You know what? I, no, no, it's not. It's with children. It's with children okay. and and that I guess. So, are you saying that he's territorial with children and other dogs and? Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I think I'm really nervous about Bullet and, and Toby together right now, and him being toward territorial. Okay, well for stuff. this phone call, we're gonna out. let's just address just one issue. So let's just address the Bullet and Toby issue. Okay. So, um, the um. So do you, do you, are they ever okay together? Yeah. If I leave them in the backyard, I don't, I'm scared because we leave the house and we want to put them together, mm-hmm. but we're scared that they're going to fight. But it seems like when they're together, they're okay-ish. I think there's a little tension now. So it's only when you guys are to get our home together? Like yeah, when everyone is it? And so Bullet doesn't seem to be starting anything. No, he's not. It's all Toby. Okay, so training-wise, Toby needs to be on a leash in the house so you can watch him and redirect him when he's naughty. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever listened to the shows, but do you remember the calming signals? Do you remember the licking, the yawning, the blinking of the eyes? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? So dogs have calming signals, and that's behaviors that they calm themselves and communicate with others. And some of them are licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, stretching. Lack of calming is whatever Toby will do before the aggression, is body getting stiff, staring, right? And then might go to the growl and then the lunge. You want to keep him on leash and praise him every time he does those calming signals. You can even treat him when, when Bullet gets close. And um, and then when you see him doing those other signals, a lack of calming, you want to redirect him and teach him to calm himself. And now I'll okay. ask, I'm going to tell Toby right now that him and Bullet can be really good friends, but he needs to be a lot nicer to him and share his things. Yeah. And that Bullet really doesn't care about your shoes. No. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't. Well, it seems like Bullet's starting to instigate now. Oh, okay. But- well, it might just be his insecurity, so he needs you to kind of, like, take control and let him know about how what's appropriate behavior because yeah, so, he's confused. So that's why the leash is going to keep everyone safe. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, hold on. Let me get Toby. I'm here already, he said. I like Bullet. Sometimes it's just too much. I'm not used to having him so close to me all the time. Is that true? Yeah, they just started together. We've probably been here for a month. Well, he's in his own cage in the kitchen. And Toby has, because he's, he's totally my dog, just like the whole house. So Toby has his whole, the whole house, and Bullet yeah, is here. in a cage? Yeah, he, or he's in like a little area in the kitchen. Why is that? He can come out too, but there's this other dog. That's why we put Bullet and him together, the other dog together. Oh, I think Bullet needs to have some free. I mean, that's going to help the situation if Bullet is allowed free in the rest of the house too, because yeah, well, now I... there's a lot of stuff going on. Like he's he's. It's not fair for Toby to have. You know, then he is protecting his space because it's you've separated them. Yeah. So I'd let Bullet in the rest of the area and keep Toby on leash in the rest of the area. 
and just let them know that it's all theirs together. It's everything. Yeah, it's all theirs. Yeah, you have to do that. Oh, let me tell him, though, too. I feel really uncomfortable. It's like I just can't saddle when he's there. I don't know how to saddle. It scares me a little. So that's why having him on a leash will make him feel more secure, and then praising him for those calming signals will really help. I feel, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I feel like he's more aggressive on the leash. Like leash, uh, leash aggression stems from the handler, so that's because you're tightening up on the leash. Okay. So you just want to make sure that you keep that leash slack. And if bullet starts coming towards you, this is, like, really important for all the listeners. Leash aggression stems from the handler. What happens is when another dog comes close or whatever whatever you're scared of comes close, right, or you're Mm -hmm. scared of your dog interacting, a lot of people start wrapping the leash around their hand or they kind of, like, pull the leash taut anticipating something's going to happen. That does two things. That sends a message to your dog that, uh uh-oh, something's wrong with this situation, number one. And number two, if your dog's calming signal is to bend his head and to turn away, you can no longer do that because you're holding too tight on his neck. If you're going to pull back, pull, release, pull, release, pull, release. And I don't care if you do 100 pull releases. You just don't want to hold that slack. And teach your dog to retreat when he's nervous. When he starts to get stiff and freezes and stares, then retreat. Teach him, hey, you're nervous? Get yourself out of this situation then. And you run him out of, out of the, you know, away from the situation. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. How, how is Bullet, does Bullet like Toby? Is it that kind of issue or? Um, hold on, let me ask Bullet. And then we gotta, we'll go to our next caller. I like him. I feel like he's just taken up the house. Yeah. Okay. He can be really mean. But I like him. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I mean, you have the basic like. <laughs> that's yeah. real good. So they just need, Bullet just needs to learn. I mean, uh, Toby just needs to learn manners, and that's up to you to teach him that. Okay, I will. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for calling cool. in. Oh, there, one other... Oh, that's you. I saying hello. What? I have to get more crates. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Did you just sorry, type we're that now? About... No, I typed it a little while ago oh, in you the did? chat room. I'm sorry. Um, I thought that somebody was saying that was on the chat room. Everybody, I saw this comment that says hello. I have to get more crates, and I was thinking someone was saying that she should get crates for Bullet and Toby. <laughs> it's not a bad idea either. <laughs> um. I um, also wanted to get to, in our chat room, Aurora Lambert says uh, she wants to know, I don't know if you see that part, she says um, Bella, or Bella, her brindle boxer, is starting to aggressively charge at strangers, but is okay and friendly when she's on the leash. She's she's charging, I don't see all of that, I only see a piece of it. Um, She's Okay, so she's fine when she's on leash, but when mm-hmm. she's not on leash, mm-hmm. she's aggressively charging strangers? Yeah. Well, well that actually, well, one of the things is good about that is that she's feeling safe when she has a boundary. Oh, and wait, so, it also says, it also says when they pass by the yard. Is that only when she passes by the yard or at all the times? I don't know. That's all it says, when they pass by the yard. Um, where is that first part? Um, so what I would say to that is, is that, um, so, so she's all right on leash, which is really good because she's got, she feels connected to her person and she feels safe with her person and she feels like her person can control her on leash. That Mm -hmm. is awesome. So now what her person needs to do is to... Um, work on having a boundary with a voice command. And Mm so mimic whatever she's doing on the leash with a voice command. So if her dog is moving to the end of the leash and she's giving her cue to come back and call her Mm -hmm. back, start working on that with just a a voice 
command. Right. So that she can mm-hmm. start taking her off the leash and or or also if it's a six foot leash, then get a longer leash so you can slowly give her more and more um you can give her more and more leash so eventually she'll be able to be all the way up and not be charging the strangers. Mm-hmm. So but let me ask her well, what she says about that. But also okay. she, if if she's using if she's taught on the leash the whole time, she might have taught her dog that a leash taught means that you have to be really good. Mm-hmm. So if that's what she's doing, she needs to loosen the leash. I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. just like all the stuff we're talking about today is a lot Dog. of training stuff. You I know. know. Yeah, Maybe. and you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And I mm-hmm. think that what I do works, but you have to know about dog behavior and do training mm-hmm. also. Because just because you talk to them doesn't mean that they have, that they're going to listen to everything you say. And they're like, oh, sometimes, like, I actually, when I learn something, I need to do it over and over again in order for me yeah. to learn it. I just can't hear it, and then I know it. Which some people are like that. But it's like mm-hmm. the animals, they're like that, too. A lot of them need to do it over and over again in order to learn it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or maybe I'm just in training mode. Who knows? <laughs> let, me, let me get a... Let me get that doggy. What did you say it was a brindle mix? Yeah, apparently a brindle boxer. You met them in Ohio last March when she was visiting her aunt Priscilla. Oh, okay. You did a reading for them. Oh, okay. I think I remember them. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was I'm... a husky and a boxer. Yeah, I remember them. The reason why I charge people is I'm like, stay away. Well, you don't need to yeah. say stay away all the time. You can be friendly. Mom likes it when I'm protective. She feels safe. So well, that's then that, true. Yeah, so that's something that she could work on as saying, like, I want you to be friendly. Be friendly. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. to be friendly. Your job is to be friendly. Nice to yeah. people. I like people a lot. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> your job is to be friendly at all times unless yeah. somebody is being very aggressive to your mom. And only really smart dogs who pay attention know the difference. So you have okay. to become a really smart dog and pay attention. I pay attention. Mom talks to me all the time. I'll tell you this. Those people who are walking by sometimes have a crazy eye at me, probably because they're scared of you. Well, then that's a good thing. So she really is thinking that she's protecting and that she's supposed to be scary. Right. So to really reiterate that that she's supposed to be really friendly unless mm-hmm. somebody really looks threatening. Yeah. Sounds like all the dogs in my neighborhood. Yeah, right. But you know, that's like like shepherd. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of dogs that just have protective tendencies. I mean, even Stormy. Yeah. People walk out in the front yard and he's like, he looks so fierce and scary. And then you opened up the gate, and he's, like, wagging his tail. And, like, <laughs> yes, guys, like, I'm not coming in there. And I'm, like, no, really, he's friendly. He's, like, I've heard that before and been bit. Yeah. And then he's, like, oh, your dog really is friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's, like, it's just those tendencies. And I think that's what dogs, most dogs, you know, think that they have to be that way. They have to be protective, yeah, and it's just in their nature. But then it's like yeah. to be, you have to tell them, really smart animals. This is what I tell the animals all the time. Really smart animals, including humans, are conscious of their behavior at every moment. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing at every moment and why. Right. And I, you have to ask them that. Like, do you know why you were just doing that? Like, do you have a really good reason why? It wasn't mm-hmm. really necessary. Make right. them think. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk to CJ. CJ, are you there from New York? Yes, I am. Hey. Hi, CJ. Hi, what's up? How are you? So, what can we help you with? Uh, I actually...
actually emailed you a few months ago about a puppy I had when I was younger. And uh-huh. I'm not sure, but I think he was a boy, but I was too young to know the difference between, like, a girl dog and a boy dog. So, okay. um his name was Lucky, and he was brown and black with floppy ears. And I'm calling because I just need some closure about something traumatizing that happened to him. I'd like to know what happened to his leg. Okay, and so did that happen while you had him? While you had him? Yeah. Yeah, and so where is CJ now? Did he pass away? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so which leg was it? I think it was his left hind leg. Okay, and do you remember what kind of dog he was or what he was brown and black, you said? Yeah, but um he was a stray, so I think he was a mutt. I'm not even sure what kind of dog. Okay. And do you remember anything about what happened to his leg? Do you remember anything at all or anything you were told or No, that that's why I'm asking. Okay. Okay. How big was he? Very small, still a, a really young puppy, like a few months old. Okay. And then when did he die? Did he die when he was a pup? Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure because they, they gave him away after I left because I had him in Trinidad. So um, uh, I, I I know he must be dead by now because that was many years ago. That's probably like 10, 12 years ago by now. Oh, he might not be dead. Uh, well, right? I don't know. How old was he when you left? Still a puppy. I only had him for like maybe a few weeks. Yeah, so he might not be. Okay. Hold on. Lucky, and he was brown and black, and he had flappy, floppy ears? Not that floppy, but yeah. Okay. It looks like something ran into him, like a bicycle or something. Do you know? Because the thing is about it is that I don't think I'm getting it from CJ because I'm hearing from, like, I'm hearing it saying something ran into him. Something ran into him and hit him really hard. And it looks like like a bigger bicycle. And it ran over his hip. That's interesting. I mean, because I... It, the thing was, I left him for maybe like ten minutes, and when I came back, he was limping toward me, and and um, his leg was injured. Oh, so maybe it was something that fell on him then, because it looks like um, you know the um, the rim like that goes over the wheel of a bicycle. Yeah. It looks like that. So maybe there was something in your house that looks like that that fell on him. Oh, I, I honestly, I was very young, and I, I don't recall. Yeah, I think so, but I think he's still alive. Because Does whoever was, what? Well, I don't think I'm talking to him. I think it's something else that's telling me. Something ran into him, I kept hearing. Something ran into him, but it's saying him rather than something ran into me. So it's like it's coming oh. from another source. Okay. Do you get confused when that happens, Laura? Do I get confused? Well, I'm a little bit confused, but I don't think I have enough information because she doesn't know if he's dead or alive, and she doesn't have a good picture of what he looks like. Mm. So so it's like if he's alive, I don't really have a good picture of what he looks like now, and I don't know his location. I and see. he doesn't feel like he's dead to me. Like, I don't feel like I can actually get him. Mm-hmm. So... I like I think I'd need more information to actually get him, but it's like something wants me to know a little bit about what happened to him, so it's like something else is giving me the information, but it doesn't feel like him. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. yeah. So sorry I couldn't help you any farther, but I think he's still alive. That's good, and it's okay. It's not your fault. I mean, I, I wish I could help you a little more with the details. Yeah, but I think something, like, fell into, like, something hit him. But he, like, I heard he's fine now. So, like, the leg injury, it's not still a leg injury. Okay. Yeah. I keep hearing he's okay, he's happy. He's okay, he's happy. I don't know where it's coming from. The the odd thing about it is it's, like, in a young voice that I hear it. It's, like, in, um... Uh, like a 12-year-old's voice or something. 
So I don't know why I would hear it in a young voice either, unless there's like a young kid that's watching over him, like a kid in spirit. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. That that makes me happy to hear. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, CJ. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, it's horrible that something was so traumatic to her when she was little. I know. He must have it's felt really so guilty sad. that something happened to mm-hmm. him, and then he got given away or something. It was so sad. I know. It's really, really sad. I had a dog <laughs> like that. My dad accidentally um, was practicing his golf swing, and the dog walked in the way oh. and then got hit by the golf club, and then he freaked out and ran away, and we couldn't find him ever again. No. Yeah, and then one day my dad was on the golf course and he saw the, a dog that looked just like my dog. This is like many years later when he couldn't have been alive anymore, like 20 years later. And he said he saw this black dog and who had a limp in the exact spot where my dad hit the dog. Oh, my God, I got the chills. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so weird. That's like the dog's spirit came back to say... I don't know. Like but he maybe. Was like, I, he, my dad thought it was like a real dog. He's like, I saw this dog at the golf course. <laughs> That's so weird. I was like, why is there a dog at the golf course? Anyways. <laughs> I know Andy hit him with a golf club. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we never know what happened to that dog. Oh, do you have a picture of him? No, I don't, because he was our first dog, and, you know, I don't think we owned a camera at that point. (laughs) I mean, not that I was born in, like, 1910 or anything, but we didn't have a lot of money, and we didn't have a camera. (laughs) That's cute, though. I thought it was his spirit coming back to say, like, I'm okay, you know? Like, I'm okay. I'll bet you anything he was doing that. I know. That's really cool. Um, we got Laura Thompson from Garden State German Shepherd Rescue, who's our oh. guest today. Great. Laura? Thompson? Yes, hello. Hi, this Laura. This is going to be confusing with Laura and Laura. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? We're good, thanks. We're good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your rescue organization. Okay, well, I've been uh, involved in rescue for uh, I'm sure, well over 10 years now. Um, I'm a founding member of Garden State German Shepherd Rescue, and I served as secretary and on the board of trustees for many years. Um, so I've been involved in rescue for a you know a long time. I grew up with German Shepherds. Um, oh, you did? I did. Uh, my other favorite breed are Collies, so I generally have one of each. Um, so it's uh, and it's something I love to do. It's a labor of love, that's for sure. So, do you have a story of what's like the the most amazing German Shepherd story? Do you have one of something? Well, that I have to say, well, I've I've met you know some wonderful wonderful dogs throughout the years. I'd have to say my favorite though is probably one of my foster dogs. Um, really smart. We pulled him out of a shelter in Newark. He was abandoned. He actually was the property of a guard dog company, and oh. they went out of they went out of business and abandoned all their dogs. Oh, and man. he was abandoned in a schoolyard, actually, or school bus yard, I should say. Um, and he was abandoned along with another dog. So um, the county authorities came in and, and took them in and put them in the shelter. And we went in and temperament tested uh, both dogs. One dog got adopted directly from the shelter, and then we took in um, Otis. And uh, terrific, terrific dog, fully obedience trained in both German and English. Oh, so wow. he was he was terrific. Um, I took him into my home and with the intention of keeping him. This is how terrific he was. But unfortunately, um, he had too strong of a prey drive, and I have cats. So um, I did rehome him, but he's in a fantastic home now. I still keep in touch with the adopter, and I can see him, and just he's a wonderful, wonderful dog. Oh, that's good. You know, I've had two German Shepherds in in my lifetime. One I rescued from a gas station. She was 
the guard dog for the gas station. And she was such an amazing dog because she was really protective. And she would, um, she had a little biting issue at first because she thought that that was something she was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of teenagers that lived at the gas station, so they thought that was funny. So, But she came with me to college. And I'll tell you, I felt so safe walking the streets with her at night. And she came to all my classes with me and she and little two year olds could like roll all over her, but if somebody was fresh to me or something, she would go and like stare at them and growl and she yeah. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. they're a wonderful yeah. wonderful, wonderful breed. They really are. So, um, so you sent me a picture of Thunder. I did. Thunder is um a German shepherd and mm-hmm. he's five years old, right? And mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about Thunder and anything you want to ask him? Um, yeah, Thunder we pulled out of a shelter uh, down in South Jersey. He was turned in by his owner who lost their home during uh, in a foreclosure. Um, that's really about all the history uh, we have on him. Um, but we pulled him out of the shelter, uh, got him into a foster home. He's incredibly smart and really really smart dog and the foster home we had him in was terrific and they really worked with him and trained him and uh, he's made great strides when we got him he was a bit of a wild child as I call Mm -hmm. them and he's he's a very nice boy really terrific with people he's a quintessential German shepherd he's high drive he's energetic really smart likes to have a job you know likes to be kept uh, both physically and mentally stimulated um, he's you know if you like German shepherds, he's it. Um, right. The the problem we are having in placing him is he prefers the company of two legged creatures as opposed to four legged creatures. Um, okay. So he he doesn't care for other animals, and it's it's difficult to place a dog like that because most of the people who want a dog from us already have pets. So right. So do you want me to? Ta- Tell him that it would be good if he could get along? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. know where the aggression comes from, but if he could, um, yes, we would have a much easier time placing him if he could get along with other animals. Okay, and you said that he does do okay with older children, and um, and you think that he's he will be pretty good around female dogs after the initial meeting. I read that on the... Um, I, I think that's a little. Uh, we've tried him with the better female, but okay, okay. Let me get Thunder and and um, tell him who I am. Okay, hold on. I want a home with a strong man with a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't like not being worked. I'm okay with guarding a big home. It's okay if I'm inside during the day and outside at night. That's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Yes, it is. I don't like other dogs because they confuse me. Ah. They make me nervous. Ah. I'm gonna. T- I'm telling him to lick and yawn and blink his eyes and learn to mm-hmm. talk to them. The problem with like the dogs that are trained, like was he trained Schutzhund or was he just trained with like German? Command? No, just by as far as we know, it was you know your, your basic obedience stuff. Yeah, and sometimes when they're trained like that old school where they're trained, like if they don't do it, they get a jerk on the collar. Mm-hmm. Is that they they don't then they learn that. It's not okay to process new information. Like you just have to know it and then do it. You can't take any time to like learn something because they think that the dog is being stubborn or they think the dog is not listening if they're taking the time to to think. And so that in turn makes it really hard when they're trying to socialize with other animals because you have to be able to process information and kind of have room to figure it out. And old school training doesn't allow for that. So. Um, to be really patient with them and allow them to kind of go past their uncomfort level. I get really scared I might get thrown on the ground. 
No one was ever mean. They were just forceful. Okay. And when they're forceful, it hurts my elbows. Maybe they push them push them down on the ground on his elbows. Okay. Maybe I could learn how to get along with a medium-sized dog with a muzzle. That's interesting. Have you ever muzzled him? Uh, I th- we have uh, when he oh. when we knew he was going to come in contact with other animals. Oh, so he's saying that he that that's something that's okay to do. Okay. I almost hate to do that though, but you know. He says I'm okay because I don't trust myself either. Well, okay. the way I feel about muzzles is. If you get him like a basket muzzle where, mm-hmm. you know, he can have free reign of his mouth, they're really not bad. I mean, it, if you want to teach him how to socialize, it's better to keep everyone safe. And I know a well, lot of dogs we, that, yeah. that go to the dog park and go to the beaches with muzzles on, and they have a great time. So it's more us, like, worried about it. But if, if he needs to learn bite inhibition, he needs to learn not to bite and you want to teach him that. I mean, maybe somebody will want to adopt him and they don't have other dogs and cats. Possible. Well, that's what we're that that's what we're looking for, but it's taken I mean, he's been with us for over a year now. Oh, and, he has. Um yes. And it would open up a whole, you know, wide variety of homes we could put him into if he got along with other animals. Um so it, we know if I mean if he's going to be in close contact with other animals, we will muzzle him, but if there's a way if he could there's a way that he could become more comfortable around other animals or live with, you know, that we could place him in another. He keeps saying he wants to pee by himself, and it looks like a big estate that he keeps talking about. I would love to do that. I want a dedicated man for me. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing him, he said. That's interesting. Hmm. He looks like he's in his 50s. He says, I'll try to learn for them. If It will give you a home. You can get a home faster if you get along with other dogs. I really want a home. Oh. We want him to have one, too. Yeah. Would he be okay because he keeps see, seeing a man, talking about a man, would he be okay with a woman? If she was really dedicated to me, it's interesting because okay. he really likes like it, um, it really likes to be told exactly what to do and like have. Yeah, that he's a working dog. Yeah, boundary. Yeah. yeah, I can feel it. But it's almost like he doesn't know what to do with himself if he doesn't have that. So I would do. I don't know if you have the ability to do any of that agility stuff with him. If you have any obstacles, but it'd be really neat to get him on an obstacle course or an agility course and, like, kind of teach him to have more fun while he's working and paying attention to people. It might loosen him up a bit. Well, he definitely, he's not a dog for a couch potato. I mean, we know that. He's a high-drive, active dog and needs somebody who's going to have an active lifestyle and knows the breed because he does need a, a strong owner. Right. Um, and I and I don't mean you know mean or aggressive owner, but he needs a firm owner. We know that. Um, right. I'd like more running time. <laughs> I don't run enough. Okay. I could even be a runner's dog. God, he would be like a great. He sounds like he'd be a great like search and rescue dog or a great like. <laughs> He's a great dog. I mean, you know, he's the quintessential German Shepherd. Yeah, he's five, because then maybe, like, the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation would look at him, but they usually take no one older than three. But he sounds like a really, he'd be good working dog like that. Yep. How old is he again? He's five. Uh, Oh, five. I think he's actually, yeah, he's, well, we we were told he was three. We've had him for over a year, so let's say four and a half. Oh, and um, we're going to be able to see Thunder on the uh, Garden State German Shepherd Rescue website, which is uh, gsgsr.org. Is that correct? 
Correct. Okay, it's uh, gsgsr.org, Garden State German Rescue, a German Shepherd Rescue. And also you can find all the info on thepetpsychic.com. That's Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Good. We hope Thunder gets adopted. We're going to think some good things for him. Good. I hope so. He 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 deserves and uh, you know deserves his own home. So yeah, he as does. Much as, as much as we love him, he's been with us a long time, and he you know he deserves a family and a home of his own. So yeah, definitely. Well, thank yeah. you so much, and Thanks, thank Laura. you to thank you to uh, Laura and Garden State German Shepherd Rescue. Again, their website is www.gsgsr.org. That's gsgsr.org. And, you, again, you know, you can get all the info at thepetpsychic.com. We'll have pictures of Thunder and links to the website and all that stuff if you or anyone you know might be interested in him. And now it's time for Stormy. Storm King. <laughs> Stormy. Storm King. Listen, it's your words of wisdom time. What do you want to Why are you looking so depressed? What's wrong? <laughs> Tell me what's wrong. My body's sort of sore. I know, little buddy. How come? Because we did a big walk this morning. It wasn't that big of a walk. We just walked up a big hill. So, Stormy, <laughs> what is your words of wisdom? This is like everyone looks forward to this. When you say, ow, stop the hurting and get up. Like reason why he's saying that is yesterday I was I went to this chiropractor and mm-hmm. um she totally hurt me. And oh, no. she Yeah, it was really bad. She hurt me really bad and I said, Ow and Stormy got up and he pushed his pushed her arm out of the way mm. so that she wouldn't touch me again. Mhm. the woman said, Oh, just bear it, I need to do it two more times, you know, in order for it to get better. Well, when I left there I'd made Stormy an appointment so that he could get worked on too. And he says, Mom, I don't think that I want to be worked on by her because healing should not be painful. Then, well, it was the day before yesterday, actually. And then yesterday, I got so sick from it. Like, I my mm-hmm. I got nauseous and I got really, really sick. Oh, and, no. Like, I had pains in my ear and I have a pain behind my eye now. Like, she really re- messed me up. So Stormy's right. I think that's a good word of wisdom. It's like take care of your body and you kind of know what's best. If it hurts, get up. Right, like listen to your intuition. Yeah, and listen to your dog. Mm-hmm. What else, Stormy? You got any other words of wisdom? It's good to rely on friends when you're sad. That's I good. Wish. Human that? friends are dog friends. If you're a human, human friends. If you're a dog, dog friends. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Kiana said that because yesterday I was so bad that I was, like, debilitated. I had to cancel Aloha. I had, like, this serious migraine and stuff, and my friend came over and fed everyone. So maybe that's why. I she think... came over and took care of the animals. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. The storm, the storm King ever talked to Ventura? Oh, Stormy, do you ever talk to Ventura? Ventura's my Dalmatian that passed away uh, in April, for our listeners who have not heard about him. He says he could talk to Ventura now for you. Oh, okay. Okay. uh, Yeah, what's Ventura up to? Stormy, ask Ventura what he's up to now, okay? He says he's eating bananas. What what else? (laughs) He's running by the lake off leash. <laughs> Around Silver Lake. Yeah. What else is he doing? Oh, he says sometimes he gets to go and watch your band play. <laughs> That's cool. He's with I all the time. Aw. He wants I to know he loves her from heaven. Aw. He wants her that to know that he's never gonna leave her. 
And he's going to come back as a poodle. <laughs> a poodle that's really good with children. Oh, that would be great. Because he says, I was going to have a baby. Oh, my gosh, don't say that. <laughs> and when she has a baby, she's going to need a good dog. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't cute. want a baby. I don't want a baby right now. <laughs> Eventually you want a baby, right? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm in I'm in grad school right now. I can't think about having a child. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, maybe. Well, thanks, Stormy, for talking to Ventura. Good boy, of course, Storm. Of course he's eating bananas. Ventura's favorite food was bananas. And, you know, the other day a friend of mine said to me, you know, I was looking at some something about, like, some sort of dog treat, and it has bananas in it. And she was like, what dog likes bananas? <laughs> and I was like, my dog. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. I know. I was like, I know a dog who likes bananas. We so miss of- Ventura. We so miss him. I know. He's such a character, as um, much work as he was for the 14 years I had him. <laughs> And, like, every day I'd be like, oh, when is this going to be over? Now that it's gone, of course I miss him. <laughs> I know. Aww. Crazy. Sweet, sweet Ventura. I know. So, um, next week, what's going on next week? Are we, are we on on Thursday? No, we're not. We're on on Tuesday next we're, week. Is that we're correct? on Tuesday, yeah, but for all the local people, I'm going to be in Calabasas this uh, Sunday. What are you, are you doing? Oh, my are gosh. Are you going to come? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can go this Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be Blessing of the Animals at the uh, Calabasas um, Pet Cemetery. Cool. And Ed Warren Eckstein is putting it on. He's the radio pet radio show host. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're going to have, like, all three. It's going to be huge. They're going to have, like, there's three it's of gonna us. Be, it's going to be at Sophie, right, um, the pet Cemetery in Cal- Calabasas. I forget what it stands for. I don't think it's that Sophie. I can tell you right now where it's going to be. Um, in Calabasas, the Los the pet Angeles Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's not Sophie. Is that a different? No, place? it doesn't say Sophie. It says the Los Angeles Pet Cemetery from noon to five, five zero six eight Old Scandia Lane, Calabasas. I think that is Sophie. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. And uh, it's Warren Eckstein's second annual Blessing of the Animals. Cool. It's going to be really fun. There's going to be all these. There's going to be a rabbi there and a reverend um, blessing living pets as well as those that have passed on. You're encouraged to bring their well-behaved, leashed and caged pets, as well as collars, toys, or pictures of their deceased loved ones. Cool. Well, that's going to be great. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. We'll probably be filming or something, right? So. Yeah, I think we should definitely film. There's going to be a pet photographer there, a singer that's going to be there, uh, LAPD, kissing booth, face painting, pet adoptions by 20-plus local animal rescue groups. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, yeah, it is uh, Sophie. I don't know what that stands for, but yeah, S-O-P-H-I-E, Inc., Los Angeles Pet Memorial Park. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's where my pets are buried, actually. Oh, they are? Oh, my gosh. We'll have to go there and do a reading on camera. Let's oh, my do God. That. Doing a reading of all of my pets, that's like, I don't even know how many are in there now. There's yes, like a whole bunch of them. Are they all together next to each yes. other? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's do that. That would be so cool. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so everyone come and visit us in Calabasas, California this Sunday. Yeah, noon to five. Bring your pets. Let's all meet and hang out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so next week we're going to be on at at, uh, Tuesday at 12 Pacific Standard Time instead of Thursday. But the show that we record on Tuesday will be re played on Thursday if you don't get a chance to listen. You can always listen again on our downloaded um, MP3 versions and playable Yeah, you can get it on, on iTunes. iTunes, yeah. the Pet Psychic Radio, or on my blog, which is uh, the Pet Psychic, 
um, at gmail.com. Oh, no, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> that's your email. That's psychic.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> too much going on. I know. <laughs> too many things, too much information to give out. Um, so, yeah, everyone join us next week. And thank you so much for uh, checking us out this week. See ya. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you.